Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig Your Story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online at Nigel, the Shanghai Psychic. Hi, I'm Nave Watson, and you're listening to Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Thank you. 
Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking with Neve Watson. Now Neve is 16 years old, originally born in Scotland, but now residing in the Central Coast in Australia. She's a singer, songwriter and recording artist. And most recently she has performed on the national radio station Triple M performing all of her singles. Now, Neve has released four singles, and the new single, Sugar, was the song that we heard at the start of the podcast. Now, Neve has signed to Origin Music Publishing, and she has also co-written a song with country and western singer Gina Jeffries. She won the music competition Star on the Rise, and she has also worked with award-winning producer Mario Sparked. So Neve has been currently working on a brand new album, which is due to come out next year, and she also plans to do a tour. But before we go, please go to our website. We are at Podbean. Tell Craig your story at podbean.com. We are on all the social medias, and we also have a YouTube channel at Tell Craig Your Story. And we have WeChat for our Chinese listeners and VK for our Russian listeners. We also have a link tree there which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. We're on all the major streaming services. Also, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Malvina Things. You can visit their website, www.malvinathings.com. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Neve Watson on... Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Neve. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing very, very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. So firstly, I want to ask, tell us how you're doing in this pandemic. We've all had to change in this period. Are you, fa- you and your family staying safe? And have you had to change anything, had to cancel anything in this period? You know, I'm still in school, so that's kind of been pretty hectic. You know, when, you know, we had a lockdown, we had to do like online schooling and, you know, my parents were working from home. My mom's still working from home. That was just crazy. Like it felt like it was out of a movie, honestly. Like it was just the strangest thing. And it was really challenging because, you know, I obviously missed all my friends and everything. And I don't think anybody got any schoolwork done during that time, honestly. <laughs> like, you know, you just log on to the online class and then like there'd just be like people just because we didn't have to use the actual camera. So people would just log on and then they just leave their laptop on and then just go to right. something else. No one got anything done. And obviously with the music side of stuff thing, all my gigs and I had a couple weddings planned for this year that I was singing at and, you know, everything got cancelled. And that was probably one of the saddest things about it for me. Performing's what I love doing and it's what I do. You know, I think one of the positive things was like I got to kind of craft my songwriting, I think. And Yeah. yeah, that was probably the most... I kind of got out of it because there was all this free time that I'd never had before. I guess that was probably one of the the best things, but you know, it's been, it's been horrible. And I still, still now it just feels like it's some crazy horror movie, you know? (laughs) Absolutely right. Yeah. 
And even at the start, like, how did it feel to you? You're in the Central Coast, so you're pretty close to where I am at Newcastle. How did the Central Coast sort of management? Because when I first come back to Newcastle, it was like, oh, it's just a flu. It'll go away next week. Everything yeah. will be fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Is that the same attitude in the Central Coast as well? I think so. There wasn't ever really like a time when everyone was wearing masks and like um, everyone was doing social distancing. And I definitely think that, you know, everybody's a lot more relaxed than, you know, other places in the world, um, especially, yeah. you know, having connections in the UK because um, I'm from there and all my family's from there hearing about it there and how many how many deaths and um, people with the actual disease it's just horrendous but so I think we were more cautious like my family so it's kind of it's a bit different when there's a lot of people just being relaxed about it even though we're, we're very lucky to be kind of safer like in a safer part of the world with it but yeah I don't know I, I don't think it's been that crazy other than the actual lockdown period that was probably the most crazy part about it and when everyone no one, was being really serious but because no one no one has ever been used to it we never had a yeah. lockdown before have yeah we? <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know i can i can remember once or twice having like uh no electricity uh you yeah. know after a big thunderstorm it's kind of okay you can't watch tv you know let yeah. you get the candles out but other than that this is a whole totally different thing but turn a, a negative into a positive i saw that you recently uh have posted on that you're on triple m in the central coast yeah very so, recent um, so how does that all come yeah. about yeah well a lot of the radio stations that are kind of local to me are really supportive of you know live music and young musicians and you know emerging artists i just did a little like three of my original songs for a little live set um, just for this. I think it was like an outdoor kind of exposition or something um, for businesses. Part of that was um, Triple M. So they did um, a few other of like my friends, actually, artists that did that as well. Um, and it was all originals. And it was really cool be in a really professional kind of setting um, that I guess I'm not really used to especially because of COVID like there's not been many opportunities but now they're kind of opening up again which is good and yes. yeah it was really now, did, cool. did that go live on Triple M? Yeah that so it was actually pre-recorded but it was right. technically like live like they put all them together and um, made it seem like it was live but yes. yeah the actual performance for me was live like I just did the three songs and yeah That's it was really, really it was cool. really cool and did they was... and did they approach you or did you approach them did they how did it all come yeah. about Is... yeah I think I heard about it from my dad my dad's amazing like he helps me out so much but I kind of I didn't really submit anything but this is kind of like my website or whatever and then because they were looking for bands or artists or young musicians on the coast. And, yeah, they were really interested in me doing it. So that's what happened. <laughs> it's great to see the Triple M especially. Uh, they're one of the sort of radio stations in previously that are like, you're always going to hear ACDC. You're always going to hear Bon Jovi. But I'm glad they've showed this initiative to get the local bands, get the local artists and give them an opportunity to be played on the radio. It's great. I really, really like it. 
I was asking yeah. how you did that because I've also noticed recently, and a very, very big congratulations, but you've been signed to a new publishing artist, Original Music Publishing, I do believe. Yeah, Origin, yeah. That yes. was really exciting. Yeah, that was like last month, I think, I signed it. They're just, yeah, they're amazing. That kind of came about from another link um, on the Central Coast. There's, I think it's pronounced Foodie Foundation. Yes. I got a grant from them. And uh, with that came mentoring from Philip Mortlock, um, which is the guy that runs Origin. You know, from there, he kind of gave me some really cool opportunities um, like I got to work in Forbes Street Studios in Sydney, which was really cool. Come on, that's great. And so yeah, tell us about really... that experience. The whole, how many days did you spend there, and tell us what the experience was like. I got to spend two eight-hour days, so it was like a pretty long day with Mario Spate, um, a really cool um, producer, and it was such a cool experience because you know I've been in studios before, but usually. I go in with a like already made song, you know, and then we go in and produce it and everything. So, but this experience was different because it was like we were writing a little bit and then we'd go and record the vocals and then come back and then produce a little bit and then put the guitar on. And, you know, it was, even though I'm not a producer myself, I got to sit there and like go, oh, we could do this, we could do that, you know? So, it was really cool to kind of put those two things together because usually that's not really how I've written a song before. So yes. the two songs we wrote were very different as well, like two diff- completely different things. So I think it was a really cool experience to just be mm. able to do that. And was this, had you been into the recording studios before, like, like just like local ones as well? This was like your first yeah. sort of... Yeah, I've been in local ones before. Mm. Like, you know, I, I know some people here and um, I've been really lucky to be recorded and stuff like that. But I think that this experience was probably one of the biggest studios I've been in. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool. And I'm pretty sure, funnily enough, I'm pretty sure the week after I was in, Elton John was in. Oh, wow. Um, recording. I'm pretty sure that he was in the week after recording for like, a song on Lady Gaga's album, which was really cool. So, yeah, uh, it was really, really cool. Some high praises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So have these two singles, have, been, have they been released that yeah, you recorded? Yeah, so one of them has. My yes. most recent release called Sugar, Sugar. Um, was right. the second song we wrote, but the other one hasn't been released yet. So, yeah, Sugar's been released recently. So you've got – you've had – Four, four singles released so far altogether, right? Yes. Yep. So the yes. second one that you record will come out post-pandemic? You know, it's almost done. Um, it's just got a little bit of tweaking to go. It's something that I definitely want to release because it's just I'm really proud of it. It's definitely different and it's the complete opposite to Sugar. Sugar's very... Um, very relaxed and very happy and everything and you know the other songs very dark (laughs) and very you know I guess electronic and I wouldn't say rock but yeah very dark very dark it would be interesting if I did release that one like after sugar like the next one I released because it would be a complete 
juxtaposition to what I just released. So that would be really cool. Yeah, right. So, and speaking of that, I'm always interested to find out about musicians and how they how they develop a sound and what they want to do with their sound as well. I mean, you're a pop sort of indie artist, if you want to sort of pigeonhole your sort of sound, but you have mm-hmm. electronics, you play the guitar, mm-hmm. you have some rock elements in that. So is that something like in the future that you want to sort of pursue, like going all different, this is my music, or do you want to go and just go, hey, I'm just a pop singer, I'm just going to do it, this is how I want to do it? Yeah, I think I'm a I'm a big believer in that, you know, you have to have your sound, like there has to be something about it that is you. But at the same time, I think that if you don't change with and and kind of adapt to the world, I guess, yeah. um, and your own personality, then you're not really a musician, I guess. Like right. you're not really being you because I, I guess everybody changes. So I think that obviously my sound now isn't going to be my sound tomorrow maybe like or like right. in a year or whatever. So I definitely think still, you know, kind of an alt- I'm calling it alternate kind of pop because, because it's not ever going to really be the exact same. But I think I'm still trying to find that what it is that is me you know in songs because I think as an example of that Billie Eilish I think she has um a lot of different like styles of songs and genres in like you know her music but at the same time you always know it's her and you know it's just that kind of the way she writes or her voice or her kind of stylistic things that she does it's always cohesive with her other pieces of work so that's something that I want to, that's a goal of mine to always be, I guess, um, myself in my music. Uh, That's right. Evolving as a, as a musician and just taking chances because it's not creative. All all good musicians are, are trying different things and trying to bring things into their songs and different instruments and different sounds, you know? So, yeah. So let's go back for, people some people that might not know you some international listeners so i do believe that you were not born in australia no i wasn't you were were born in scotland is that correct yeah i was i was born in cleland a little town about maybe half an hour away from glasgow i think i'm very bad at geography yeah that's where i was born and a lot of my family live there basically all my family my mum and my dad are Scottish as well uh I came over to Australia um because my dad just got um an offer for his work and yeah I was over here when I was six years old so you know I still I still remember a lot of stuff um and you know we went over for visits and stuff for Christmas and whatever you know I'm definitely more familiar with Australia now and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go back to live I yes. think the one thing about Australia is that I absolutely frazzle in the sun so yeah. <laughs> um like I just burn I don't I have never tanned in my life I, I love the food over there like I miss that so much um it's very unhealthy but it's probably <laughs> but you know I think the lifestyle here is definitely like amazing and 
you know, I've thought about it before and there's so many opportunities for musicians here that I don't know if I even would be down the same path over there. Obviously, you know, I don't even know if I would be a musician, which is crazy. Um, You know, I think I'd still obviously love music. I don't think that would ever change, but I, I don't know. Like, who knows? Because I guess there's definitely opportunities over there, but I think that I'm really lucky to have a really cool music community where I live. And it's, it's a good area too, the Central Coast. You're in between Newcastle and Sydney, both sort of, you know, there's lots of opportunities there to uh, mm. to play gigs, do recordings. So yeah. um, it, it's good to sort of get your local gigs in the Central Coast and then sort of branch out a little bit. So mm. that's good to hear. So when did you – so you come to Australia when you were six years old. So was it a bit of a, you know – difficult at that stage for you to like come to a different school meet all new friends and yeah. uh were your were your parents musical as well were they in the music industry as for how difficult difficult it was to come over here yes. you know I actually I had like night terrors like as a kid when I oh, first wow. came over here um I don't know what that was about um must have been like horrified that I'd moved across the world but other than that I think I pretty much settled in like you know I've I've picked up the Aussie accent I still got a bit of a Scottish accent with my fam but because I can kind of switch it without knowing but you know when I'm on the phone and stuff my friends will be like oh my god she's doing it again um (laughs) as for if my parents are musical they're not they're not um my mum's an accountant and my dad is like he works for a big industrial company. So he's like the manager of like something, something. I'm not too sure of his title. What got me into music was my dad's crazy music taste because, right. you know, he's, he's a music lover. He's just not really a musician. I didn't get my singing talents from him. I'll tell you that. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think that I definitely got my music taste from him and I definitely... I'm really appreciative of um, all different types of music. You know, when people ask me what my favourite type of music is, I don't really have one because I have all these different playlists of different genres and moods and everything. So I think it's really important, though, to be to enjoy lots of different types of music as an artist. Yeah, if you don't appreciate other others' work, um, it's kind of difficult to appreciate your own I guess tell us Neve what what sort of music was you uh was your dad listening to yeah uh well he's a talking heads absolute nerd um (laughs) he loves David Byrne David Byrne is his absolute hero you know I I love David Byrne as well I think he's great (laughs) I think even as just a career wise I think he's just absolute goals like the way he's just he has you know as we were talking about before how I think it's important to kind of adapt to the world and change and reshape yourself he absolutely is a perfect example of that you know you know he just went from like the talking heads kind of rock band to he did um an orchestra um album for I'm not sure what. I think it might have been a movie or something. He's 
done all these crazy things. I think he designed a bike rack or something yeah, and right. like he's done musicals and you know, I think yeah, he's really cool and I love his music. So probably yeah, him. And my I don't know, my dad definitely he loves really anything to do with David Byrne. So like anybody that David Byrne has worked <laughs> with, he he knows his whole life story. Um, yeah. he could be a David Byrne his, history teacher or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, St. Vincent, Kimbra, you know, those kinds of people that they're actually linked to David Byrne, funnily enough. You know, I don't know, Radiohead, um, Mochiba, those kinds of people um, I kind of just grew up with. But I think that really helped me to shape not only, like, what I like listening to, but how I write and, like, um, how I want to sound and little elements of what I want to create, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, what come first? Was it playing guitar or singing? Singing. I I was singing since I was born. But, you know, I was pretty shy. I was really, really shy. I think my mum heard me singing in the shower when I was maybe, I don't know when I started singing lessons I think it was maybe year five or year four in primary school and I was so scared to go to singing lessons um right. I was terrified but now I with, went sorry Neve, with, with your singing did it take a long time for it to develop or were you sort of a natural at it listening to old videos of myself obviously I've definitely improved a little there was something that I had I think that I can still hear in my voice now and I think that you I feel like with anything you kind of have to have a little bit of something and then you can kind of nurture that everybody can physically sing or everybody can do whatever it is um try to sing (laughs) (laughs) but I I think I don't know I think you just kind of have to have a little bit of something to be able to nurture that in the right way you know guitar came after that um my singing teacher played guitar so um I just learned from her after that I've just kind of been trying to get better and nurture my singing and now um, I wanted to ask like you know everybody has a music teacher in high school and especially in Australia did they influence you with your playing and your guitar and your sort of singing or they just uh, sort of like yeah my my music teacher right now yeah he's he's amazing he's really really good but I think and obviously I'm I'm learning from him hopefully (laughs) um because that's what he's supposed to do I I mean I still I still go to guitar lessons from a different person now you know my music teacher kind of helped with the theory kind of stuff you know I, I the way I learned music was just to hear it and just go, oh, that's that's that. And I still I still do that, but I'm I'm trying to get better at, you know, learning the actual theory behind it. I've realized how much that does really, really help. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it yeah, it is tedious and it is a bit difficult to wrap your head around, you know, like it, it's kind of like a different language sometimes. Even reading music, that's a bit it's like you're reading Chinese (laughs) Um, yeah I'm just I'm just trying to get better and I think I'm definitely a rhythmic guitarist but I'd love I'd love to be able to do some solos in the future 
do little riffs and stuff. And now, when you do play live before the pandemic, did you actually have a band with you, or are you just going out there and just doing your? Because uh, listening to your songs, there's all uh, techno, there's there's guitars, there's all different mm-hmm. instruments in the background. So, how do you play this when you're playing live? Yeah, usually um, it's just me and a guitar. Like it's just the way it was really written. And that's kind of how it has been for a while now, just me doing my gigs. And from school, actually, there's some really cool musicians in my year that I've been fortunate enough to play with. And, you know, I love I love playing in a band situation. It's really, really cool. Um, I think mainly because it's so different from just me and my guitar. And, you know, it definitely adds dynamics and it's definitely more entertaining. But yeah, usually it's just it's just me and and maybe like a little stomp pedal or I've been trying to yes. practice my loop pedal and stuff. Yes. Um, I guess it's definitely different from the way my songs that are released are produced. Hopefully in the future, when I like get to tour and stuff like that, uh, I'll get to have that you know full fuller sound and um yeah. and have that backing and like stuff a keyboardist yeah. and a drummer and a yeah you know, yeah yeah that, that'd be yeah. pretty cool yeah and and have you done any sort of extensive touring or has it just been sort of local stuff for the time being yeah i i haven't ever um done like a big tour i've done like you know i've supported people and stuff and i've i've done gigs kind of not just on the central coast but like in sydney and newcastle and stuff like that but I definitely think that's something that I want to do in the future. Maybe that means that I have to maybe make an EP or an album or something mm. to kind of support that. But that's definitely something that I want to do in the future. Now, I do see that you've also played with a, a guest that I had on a couple of months ago, Amy V. Yes, yes. That was like my most recent, like pretty big gig, you know, a definite change from just sitting there or singing to a camera. That was now really you, fun. Now, you know that you're, you're making progress when you're supporting or you're playing the same gig with Amy V. Amy V has yeah. been around for a long time and yeah. she just played, played on the radio. I remember when I was playing music in Newcastle as well, everywhere we had totally different sounds and we were like a hard rock band wherever we played it was like amy v amy v amy v yeah, <laughs> yeah she's yeah, definitely she's really she's really really cool and it was so cool to be able to play um as a support for her and just even just watching her play with her band and everything it was just incredible she's she's insane yeah. she's really Absolutely. good now tell us like how did it all come about? Like you were saying before that you're a bit nervous. How did you come about playing your first actual gig? How did it all come about? So you would have had to be confident playing guitar, you know, you're yeah. singing as well. You would have had to written some songs. How did it all come about? Were you playing covers? What covers were you playing? Tell us about it. The first memory of like a proper kind of performance I can remember was my school talent show in right. year six. Um, I, I had never, I don't think I'd ever played in front of anyone besides my parents. I even I even used to turn around if my parents were like, oh, sing us the new song that you were practicing. I'd literally go, okay, but you can't, you can't look at me or I have to turn around 
<laughs> and I had like I would have to literally face the other way and sing to them with my back to them. Like it was ridiculous. It was like a Sia moment, you know. Right. Um, so I thought I was Sia. Yeah, that was probably the school talent show thing was probably the biggest um, thing I'd ever done in my life at the time and I was I was really like rigid with my guitar like I was really really bad like I'd only just been starting out you know I won it I won the talent show and I was like wow let's go no I was that was probably the biggest thing for me that really started my mindset of like oh I'm actually like okay at this like I'm not that bad so I kind of yeah from there I just I had like little singing concerts at my singing lessons and where all the kids that would sing there would go and whatever and I would get so nervous I'd be shaking and be like oh and you know (laughs) watching the videos of me back then I was just standing there like really awkwardly like holding the mic like so yeah there's been a big change but for for first gigs I kind of just started busking and then I got with I think it was called the star and the rise which was for star fm and I was like I think I was 13 at the time yes and so I did that and from there there's a there's a company called fair play entertainment um that I'm still with now that get me a lot of gigs and that was kind of the first company that that I was with that gets me got me gigs and whatever so I was yeah ever since I was about 13 I've been doing cafes and restaurants and weddings and just little busk markets so it's been it's it was hard work I guess because you know I'd be standing there for three hours like just straight singing and I still I still do that you know as a 13 year old it was really cool because some of my friends hadn't even started getting money yet or you know some of my friends now have jobs but I could do an hour and get paid like triple what they get in an hour uh, doing what I love, you know, because I guess, I don't know, people take musicians seriously. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was another confidence boost as well, just getting out there and um, just practicing and, and just performing. Without doing that, I would still be standing on the stage like, like really uncomfortable um so yeah those those little gigs every gig that I did really really helped yeah let's talk about that after that first gig you said that you got a lot of confidence and yet you said that you actually won that competition right yeah it was just the first ever thing that I did was obviously for my school and yeah I won that um, and obviously, as we were saying before, um, I got such a confidence boost that kind of led me on to more, I guess, official competitions. Yes. You know, I'd been in other ones as I was kind of starting to find myself as a performer. But actually, recently, I think, yeah, last year on my birthday, actually, it was the final of um, a local competition called Discovered. And yeah, so I won that one last year and I got a beautiful guitar and lots of lovely things. So tell us about that. Was was it like a elimination or was it you you did a performance and then they judged it or? I'd been in it a few times um, actually. Like I think I was in it maybe two years and I think the first year 
and they have they have different um heats and you know different like you have a semi-final and then a final and stuff and the first um, and they have all these amazing prizes as well so the first time I did the competition I won a scholarship to um Gina Jeffries workshops um so I got to be a part of that and I'm still a part of that I do like you know songwriting with her yeah it says here that you co-wrote a song with uh, Gina Jeffries. Yeah, I, I have. I write pretty much, I think it's every week. It's on Zoom right now. We go into the studio and I get to write with some really cool people. They bring in um, her and her husband, Rod McCormack, bring in other artists that are, are making up albums and, and EPs and, and, and singles and stuff like that. And we get to write for them as well, just from... A connections kind of thing from that competition I got the scholarship and then I get to write with all these amazing artists and for all these different genres as well and um you know everybody has their own little writing style so how does it um, how does from, it all work in there like a bunch of musicians all get together to write a song yeah how, how does yeah. that work because everybody it's, would have um, different ideas it must be yeah we usually split up into smaller group just to figure out what we're going to write about and usually it's for a particular person like if I was writing with someone we'd be like oh who are we writing for yeah it, it, it would be quite difficult if it was just a massive group of people and we were all just writing some crazy song but yeah I think that's what's cool about it because it's very you get to it's very intimate and you get to work with different people most weeks just together and get to learn things from them it's it's sometimes difficult to write songs with other people because it's very it's a very personal thing put ideas out there it's it's kind of like oh you're putting out your whole soul really (laughs) it's it's quite confronting but those experiences you know help me with other experiences like how I was talking about in studios and other places Mm. that I work and like with other people and um you know it's just about that connection and and confidence even just with your own your own ideas now has this has this helped you uh develop as a like a musician musician as well learning from other people's experiences and and what they actually write about like you know personally I really do enjoy sometimes writing about other people's experiences and sometimes even making up a story and just writing about it and pretending it was me. Sorry, do you, do you write things about yourself or do you have it like as a metaphor or do you, and is that sometimes a little bit scary that you're, you know, you're pulling your heart out. This is, you know, my experience, you know? Yeah. I love metaphors. I love writing with them. I think that if I, if something happens in my life, there's always going to be a song out of it. It's kind of a therapeutic thing. Yes. Uh, some people write in journals, some people, and some people go to therapists or whatever, but my therapy is literally just writing about and singing about my experiences. And some songs come out and the metaphors in it, you know, to another, to an outsider, it doesn't even really... Um, makes it does make sense hopefully it has its own meaning to other people because I feel that the actual music in itself not the lyrics the music in itself gives someone an emotion and gives them a feeling that 
no words can really give. So even when I have these metaphors and things that mean one thing and another and, you know, can connect with people and make them remember something about their life or make them feel something or whatever it is, when it's all stripped back, that actual melodic thing, um, because I'm a very melodic person, I think I'm a melody kind of gal. When it's all stripped back, I think that there's something about yeah, like you could write a poem or whatever it is, but you know, it's it's that music behind it and the melody that gives it that that meaning. You know, um, it's for me that the lyrics are kind of just just help you along the way to get that journey, but the music really is the journey. I but, love that. Too. I love that too. When somebody writes a song and they might be singing about something that about them, but you can also relate it back to yourself and go, you know what, yeah. That, that yeah. that's like me. That's cool. I, I like that. Yeah. I relate to that. So keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the recordings that you've done. So we all t- talked about before about uh, the two new, two new songs that you recorded in Forbes. What about the first ever recording that you did? Tell us about that yeah. experience. So that one um, is called Dark Soul. And what happened with that one was 2018, a boy called Nikola Karapik from Denmark contacted me through Instagram and, you know, he was really interested in, in um, working with me. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, like just, you know, I'd how, never done anything how, like that. How did, he, how did he find you? Was it just word of mouth or just like? I, I don't know. I, I, I guess he just found me on Instagram. That's kind of the beauty of yes. Uh, social media because it just it can connect people like in insane ways but yeah he just contacted me and he just I was like okay like I've never done anything like this before so yeah he just sent he's just sent me through um some of his little tracks yeah I just top lined it and just it just happened and for the second song I released it was the same kind of thing get to you a similar process and it was just I had um I have a better mic now but it was literally just a little condensing microphone that I I literally just recorded in my house it was like the worst quality ever um at the time I'm I'm so proud of it because I think that without experience and learning how to actually record myself properly now um you know without that experience I wouldn't be able to do that now like I I wouldn't have you know the knowledge um of what is is right and what's wrong and stuff and and I still I still think that song's like it has a a good place in my heart you know for earlier um you know that's not my sound now but um it was and that's without that sound I wouldn't be who I am today now going out and playing live gigs as well what is the central coast music scene like is it very Mm. easy to go out there and and find a gig yeah I I think so um I obviously I'm with a couple companies like I mentioned before Fair Play Entertainment Mm -hmm. and you know a little busking one called coasties and through that you get more connections and you meet new people and and they do they organize people contact you and everything so it's it's really just a a really cool community um even you know local cafes and you know restaurants and businesses and markets and local community really do support um live music the majority of people are interested in music and really like listening to live music 
supporting young artists. So going into and getting gigs and, um, you know, contacting people and them contacting you and having even just having little business cards, just the more you do it, the more that the gigs come. So yeah, for me, it was it was pretty simple and really easy. And I guess another thing was just to make sure that I was always my best yes. every gig because you never know who's going to be there. Um, right. And it, it's, yeah, it's absolutely true. Like every door that opens, two doors open and then That's three right. doors open. Being aware that um, you always have to be your best self and um, never be like, oh, this is just a little gig. Because, you know, at the end of the day, those little gigs are what, you know, helped me to become a better performer and learn how to actually do what I do. So. And speaking about that, do you prefer the live show or do you prefer recording a new song? That's a tough question. Well, I would say that there's nothing that beats performing live, connect, like connecting with people and actually getting something back from the audience, yes. like especially in COVID, I guess, like you're just looking at a camera. With the recording, I, I suppose I do that less often. So that's probably more exciting and can be interesting. And, and whereas performing, I, I do it a lot and it doesn't make it any less interesting and stuff, I guess. But I don't know. I think I think they're both really stuff I love to do um, in different ways. So that's I can't like, really answer that. That's like a cycle, isn't it? You you bring you bring out a, a new album or a new recording, and then you go out and you you promote it by playing gigs, and then you play gigs and you play the same songs. And it's like, okay, I'm getting a little bit tired. It's time yeah. to write some new music. Go back yeah. into the studio. <laughs> Speaking Oops. about that, I'm always interested to ask about this, especially with the younger up and coming musicians. Is about peer pressure at school got you've got school you, you want to write music relationship friends how do you deal with that is that something that is easy to deal with for you because i know that you can't please everyone with music someone's gonna come up and yeah. say oh you know what you suck or so, you know but yeah. Uh, um yeah. how do you deal with that well i guess i've been pretty lucky like there's never been anybody that's really come up to my face and said oh that was like horrible mm. but I definitely think that definitely like my mum would always say oh they're just jealous of you and stuff you know <laughs> yes. you know there's people in my year that I they literally have told people that they hate me whether you're like that weird kid in school that writes songs or you're just like a kid just trying to get through school I feel like that's just what kids go through I think it is a bit difficult sometimes when you're that I, I feel like the weird kid, like I'm not just, it's, I don't have that normal path of like going to university, getting the degree and getting the job. And my path is very different and I'm kind of already trying to immerse myself in my career, which a lot of kids don't even know what they're going to do after school. So in a way, I'm really lucky. But in another way, I am that kind of strange kid I, I would guess that some kids would be like oh like she's kind of weird and like you know I used to be pretty shy as like a younger person um, but as I've kind of grown into my own skin I've realized that you don't really have to have you, you just have your your people your yes. tribe 
and whoever else, as long as you're not harming them and they're not harming you, there's no issues. And that's kind of how I like to keep it. I've kind of realized that now that, you know, I've moved away from some people that weren't really like the people that I wanted to spend time with. And I don't know if a lot of kids really understand that yet. Some people don't understand that. And some people are like bullies and some people are, you know, still trying to do that but you don't really know what they're going through I guess so I don't judge people for that but I think I've just kind of realized that in my heart that I don't need to be around people that are not supportive of me and are not like people that I actually want to spend time with I don't want to waste my time with people that I don't want to talk to honestly like so even creativity like if I'm not happy and I'm not wanting to spend time with people I'm not going to even be creative so you know, why would I spend time with people that I don't want to spend time with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, great, great answer. Yeah. And it's a great way to look at it. And, and you will go on for years and years to come to realize who, who are the positive people and who are the not-so-positive people. So great way mm. to look at it. So tell us mm. about stage fright. Are you okay now when you're playing in front of, like, a large audience? I guess going back into the music, like, actual performance – side of things like of course I get like the butterflies and like nerves and stuff but you know that's definitely I I wouldn't say like disappeared but I think I've learned how to harness those nerves and use them to my advantage and kind of realize that actually I am like confident and I can do this and stuff like that so I mean going back into performing after COVID you know I got those nerves again because I hadn't been doing it for so long I think that practice and just normality, like the normality of just performing is something that can deal with stage fright. I mean, as long as I'm organized for a gig, I think that as long as I've practiced as much as I could have and and prepared and stuff, you know, with anything really, but with performing, I always feel good about that, you know, and I'm, I'm not nervous really when I know that I can do something and I know that I've practiced and um, that I'm ready, you know? Um, but if I'm not ready, then that's when I kind of freak out. I'm like, oh. That's right. Um, so with, yeah. with your selection of cover songs, I know that you've got five or six originals now recorded. Um, yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask, are your cover songs, are they songs that, that you actually like or are they songs that – someone is actually said requested oh why don't you play this song what what, Um, why do you what do you choose the cover songs that you play yeah when I first started out uh I would just kind of learn kind of easy stuff that people always listen to I guess and that's kind of how you kind of should start out really if you're just busking and stuff nobody's gonna really throw money in your (laughs) in your guitar case unless they know the song really so I, I do have a lot of that in my repertoire I think nowadays, if I really enjoy a song and it suits with my voice or whatever it is, or if it, even if it doesn't, I love to make the my covers like my own version. Like that's oh, always yeah. something that I really want to do. Like um, I think that it's kind of boring if you just do the same thing. Like sometimes my dad will say to me, Oh, that song! No, you can't. You can't do that. You can't. No, that's not. That's not a. That's not a song that you can cover. Nobody covers that. 
and I do it just to, <laughs> just, just to annoy him because I think, yeah, any song can be done um, yes. as long as you make it your own, really. Yeah, and that's what I try to do. And hopefully that's entertaining when you're in a situation where you have to do covers, um, like at restaurants and stuff like that sometimes or, you know, wherever I'm gigging. Hopefully it's it's usually originals now, but, you know, sometimes you've got to chuck a cover in there. I, I try to, you know, flip that cover into my own version that will connect with people but still make them go, oh, she's like changed that that's like cool you know that's what I hope that um I can I can give people um when they listen and what sort of music are you listening to now are there any sort of new music that you're listening to that some people might not know I have a very um wide uh, music taste um I listen to a lot of different stuff I love I mean new artists that I take inspiration from I'm always trying to listen to artists that might have something about them that that I want in my sound um, because I want to be listening always and finding new things and hearing new things so then I can be the best that I can be. So maybe I love B Miller. She's really cool. Aurora, um, that's a really cool album. Um, I love that album. I love Lennon Stella. She's incredible. These are just artists that are kind of who I would love to become but my own in my own way I mean oh well Adele is like my queen she's just incredible um I went to go see her like not recently but um actually I got the pleasure of um seeing her live which is just incredible yeah other than that I, I I genuinely listen to like heaps of different stuff like from rock to pop to sad stuff a bit of like you know r&b and whatever so that's good that's yeah. a good way good way to yeah. have it have that variety yeah. Yeah. all right let's get close to wrapping up neve sorry <laughs> it's a different it's an interesting name it doesn't how how it's yeah. spelt is not how yeah. it sounds yeah, so yeah let's have some practice like, there <laughs> yeah like my sister's name's ailey and it's spelled e-i-l-i-d-h right yeah, yeah. So my parents didn't make it easy for us, but you know. <laughs> so tell us, anyway. what is, what does the future hold? You have a bright future ahead of you. What does the future hold post pandemic? Well, you know, I'm working on my kind of um, portfolio of like songs and recorded songs. Now you um, said that. So, sorry, sorry, Neve. You said that you were you've been writing in between this this period as well. Yeah, I've definitely been during this time. Um, I've been I've been writing as much as I can, even though sometimes I don't I don't feel like writing because it's like, oh, what's even happening, you know? But you know, write about the COVID. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I've been trying to make the most of um, this situation, and hopefully after COVID, I want to be releasing more. I really, really, really want to make an EP or an album like that I'm actually writing songs specifically for that album and, you know, making a story because I, I love like, you know, I guess some people don't really want to listen to albums anymore, which is really sad, but I, sad. yeah, but I, I, I love um, really listening to from the start to the end all the way through. And then again, <laughs> which is the way that the artist wants it to be played. So um, yeah, that's something that is a big, goal of mine um live performances and 
I just want to hustle and just get out there and, and become um, the artist that I want to become. Finish your HSC as well and then yeah. get out there yeah. and tour the world, right? Yeah. So I'm still, yeah, I've got, I've only just started year 12 technically now, just getting through that. And then, that is very, that, very busy period for you this, this time, even in COVID with your is. studies and, you know, put, really writing is. music. Can you tell us about promotion and your social medias as well? Where can where can we find you? So I have a website called nevewatson.com and all my socials are nevewatsonmusic at nevewatsonmusic. I'm on we need to, I think we need to spell that because they're just yeah. going to go N-E-V-E and they're going to go, yeah. oh, where, what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird spelling. It's N-I-A-M-H, um, Watson. So, yeah, I'm just Neve Watson Music and all my socials and – if you go to my website, there's everything there. So, Excellent. All right, so now uh, we get to the final part where I just ask some uh, questions and you just give me the first response and it'll be your top two or three things. Are you ready, yeah. Neve? Oh, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. All right. So we're talking about music. Then tell me, today, who are your top three artists? I'm going to say Lennon Stella, as I said before. I want to say Lady Gaga because mm-hmm. she's just, yeah, really inspiring. St. Vincent, I'm going to say her today. Now, what was the first uh, album or music that you bought? I was really obsessed with Kimbra's album. And what was the last uh, music that you bought? Ariana Grande has a new song out and it's called Positions, I think. And yeah, it's really cool. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, switching topics to movies. So, <laughs> who are your top three actors? All right. I love Margot Robbie. She's yes. really cool. Johnny Thank Depp. <laughs> He's really cool. Oh, oh, Mike Myers. I love him. He's so funny. <laughs> I love him. Me too. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, Austin Powers. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Okay. And then tell me, <laughs> what, are your, what are your three top favorite movies? Okay. Well, Shrek. Oh, yeah. I love Shrek. Literally all, oh my God, I'm a, a, a Disney, like, like, freak. Brave. Um, that's a really good movie because it's like a Scottish movie, you know. Right. We love Elf, that movie by uh, this called oh, Will yes. Ferrell in it. It's yes. so funny. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. He's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. And what was the the first uh, live concert you went to? Um, One Direction. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've I think I've been to ones before that, but my. <laughs> first ever one that I, I wanted to go to and I like put my pocket money into was One Direction. Made my sister like, oh. Who is your number one inspiration slash hero? My sister. Why? My little sister. Because she's the bravest person that I'll ever meet. She had scoliosis like really bad when she was 10 um, and she had to get like major surgery. So, and she didn't even cry once. So, um, yeah, she's my absolute, like, she's just incredible. She's so intelligent and, like, 
yeah she's she's like an older sister to me she's three years younger than me but yeah she's my hero great answer and is she okay now yeah no 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 it was um I think it was about three years ago now or four years ago um but yeah I wrote a song about it and so obviously oh that's great um is it you want um, to it's not it? it's not been released no oh. it's called um it was called going under i wrote it a, a while ago that's nice that's great yeah all right neve thank you very much for your time you've got an amazing bright future ahead of you uh make sure you come and play in newcastle so i can come and watch you play <laughs> just keep writing good luck for the future Yeah, thank you so much. It's been amazing. Hi, I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients, visit victoriangrooming.com.